0: This all day.
1: A bunch of a-hole.
0: truth is, I am Iron Man.
2: Hello and welcome back to To the Infinity Saga and Beyond, a MCU fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and we are breaking down Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And with me today is Logan Stump. How's it going, Jordan, Matt? And then he just spoiled who the other person is. It is Matt Hargrove. <laughs> uh,
1: how's it going, Jordan and, and Logan? I can't, uh, it doesn't work the same way. No, it doesn't. It, Logan, it's you. going good, though. It's going good. How's it going, Sebastian Stan? I got, I got him over here on my right. Oh, Dude, oh, great. Can he give talk. us an
2: interview while he's here? <laughs>
1: um.
2: Now I'm excited to talk about this. We have, uh, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which premiered on March 19th of 2021 on Disney+. Plus. We're going to be talking episode one, New World Order, which was directed by Carrie Skoglin and written by Malcolm Spellman. And uh, let, let's give a little summary of what happened here before we kind of do a, a little bit more of a deep dive here. So this takes place six months after... The blip when everybody returned, and Sam is on a U.S. Air Force mission in Tunisia. We also have him, uh, you know, trying to get his company uh, boat, bu- his family's boat business up and running again. And in uh, Washington, D.C., he gives over Captain America's shield. And meanwhile, Bucky Barnes is undergoing therapy after being pardoned. Uh, what was your initial thoughts? Let's start with initial thoughts on, you know, if we liked it, what was it, um, you know, just general impressions, and then we'll kind of dive deeper into the plot. We'll start with uh, you, Matt. What was your general impression of Falcon the Winter Soldier?
1: I I liked it. I I thought the first episode, it had very similar, um, I felt like the first episode was slightly similar to WandaVision, and it kind of just started setting everything up. For the show, um, obviously this one's a lot more action based, but it was nice to see where Bucky and Sam kind of are at the current moment after the blip um, and just see what they've been doing. I know we'll get further detail about the episode, but it it seemed like a really good first episode with it, it gave us enough questions throughout to have us very intrigued to see what's going to happen um, within the, the next five episodes here.
2: Uh, we'll go to you, Logan. What was your impression of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Because you got to watch it very, very early uh, before everybody else.
0: <laughs> Not like yeah. specially, but like
2: you just right, were no. off that
0: day and able to watch. I yeah, so I, you know, getting out of the out of the mindset of WandaVision was a little tough because it's like you know you, you obviously there's separate things, but getting out of that idea and the way that it's set up to moving on to this where it's very much like the it's i think it was more like the movies obviously Uh, i think very cinematic and even that opening scene um and just getting into um very very basic things i guess the the whole scene with um sam and and that action scene it just felt very marvel it felt almost like iron man i think it felt very um classic Marvel and I think that that was something that a lot of people were looking forward to was kind of getting into this and hoping that this was what it was going to be but I think the premiere is is probably one of my favorite premieres um, of any kind of show I I loved everything about it I think that it provides it provided deeper things for characters that we just don't know about Um, and especially after the blip I, I think it really just provides different perspectives and different um insight onto how these characters really exist in the universe
2: yeah so uh when you said your favorite premiere
0: out of i thought you were gonna say out of the marvel shows i was like well we've only had two out of all the shows (laughs) no all the shows i watch um no um yeah obviously that would be it's correct in that in that sense but one of my favorite premieres out of any of the shows that i've seen so yeah,
2: I enjoyed it. I you know here's the thing. I saw some people, uh, you know, some Wandavision stands, you know, complaining about people liking this show. I guess I don't know. There there's just Twitter is a mess, but uh, <laughs> I you know I really enjoyed it. I you know this is the show I was really looking forward to the most. Yeah, it's a little bit of some setup. I saw some people complaining that it was too action heavy. There was one action scene. this whole episode (laughs) uh so i'm not really sure what they're talking about there uh because we really get into the characters and, and that's what these tv shows can do and let's go ahead and get into it i guess here you know like i said we start off with you know sam on a mission here early in the uh episode he's working for the air force as a contractor uh there's a terrorist group called LAF that's you know not the band there is a band called LAF but uh not them uh, a terrorist group and uh did anybody recognize one of the leaders of this terrorist group
0: He's from Winter Soldier isn't he
2: Yes yep yeah. uh Georges Batroke yeah he's kind of like the one that looks like Macklemore a bit
0: Yeah I think <laughs> that's like why very- yeah. Kind
2: of like the red hair guy. Yeah. Uh, he was on the Lumarian star um, ship, which was at the beginning of Winter Soldier. That uh, that Cap and uh, Natasha kind of raid because uh, he was like a, he was like a pirate that took over one of the ships there, and um, Cap fights him there, but he does escape. So it's fun that he's back in this. This is what Marvel can do so well, you know. Like you can just kind of throw some of these people in there and. If you don't recognize him, it still makes sense because it's just like a mission. But if you do recognize him, it's like, oh, my, that's that's awesome that he's in there. I I remember them breaking the story that he was going to be in this show. So um, uh, I was excited for that. Uh, You know, so there he will uh, Sam is going to, uh, you know, use his wings to scope out the plane uh, that was hijacked Um, when he gets there. It's already hijacked. Um, and uh, you know, I, I like that uh, the part where the guy sees Sam and Sam kind of like flies away a bit and then he's trying to tell the guy like, hey, I just saw somebody out there and they're, they're pretty much thinking he's crazy. Um, and then you get Sam cutting into the into the plane and, and jumping in and it was just a fun action sequence to start it off and really throw you into the middle of what's going on. And it looks like they have captured, you know, some um, Air Force captain named Vasant, um, and the goal here, you know, they you have to create these artificial time limits, right? And the artificial time limit here is that they can't get into Libyan airspace, right? So, you know, Sam has to save him before, um, you know, uh, Batroc and the the other LAF members get into Libyan airspace, and uh there uh, he's able to but what i really liked about this fight was just how many times it changed you know you start off in the plane then it's in the air while they're falling and then at one point they're on like helicopters or whatever and he has to like he just like dives through it and grabs the air force captain and just a lot of back and forth um a- any other thoughts on on the beginning here i mean we don't ha- At this point, we didn't really know much of what was going on, but it was just a fun sequence overall.
0: I thought they implemented comedy pretty well. There's times where he's like, "Uh uh-oh, things kind of go awry, and then he, he corrects course again, and then... Uh, that end where he he gets the guy out of the chopper i guess it, that that whole scene um they're able to do it in a in a marvel way where they can add some comedy and some light to it but it's also action-packed i think i see what people mean though like i, I did think that this action scene was was longer than i maybe because it was a tv show and maybe that's why they thought like it was all action but it was kind of a longer scene to open and i think you were just interested to see what was going on and you're kind of confused
2: Um, so then, you know, right after that battle, we get, you know, uh, on the on the ground, there's an Air Force member named Torres, and he's telling Sam about another terrorist group that has been appearing called the Flag Smashers, uh, who believe life was better during the blip. Uh, this is just a fun little note here. Flag Smasher is actually a Marvel uh, supervillain uh you know not like a terrorist group just one person named Flag Smasher and uh he's somebody that um w- you know he he kind of fights Captain America a lot because he believes in a world without borders kind of just like uh they kind of like how they kind of say the terrorists do but what i like about how they usually take these um characters and they take these things from the comics and kind of adapt them into these shows and movies is that they took a character that could be kind of over the top, just a guy who's like, man, I don't like nations, right? I'm flag smasher. And they make it a terrorist group that, uh, and they adapt it to fit the MCU with, Oh, they liked it better during the blip because you would assume during the blip, there was a, a time, you know, where, you know, the, the borders didn't matter as much, right? Because you didn't have enough people to man that kind of stuff. So um, and maybe maybe countries kind of came together to help each other at that time. And now that people are back, things are starting to go back the way it was. And these people are saying, no, it was better back then. You know, not better that people were gone, but just better that, you know, the world order was better. And that's where the title comes from. New World Order. Uh, but one thing I thought that was interesting, Matt, is it kind of looked like Pokemon go here at the beginning, right? They had (laughs) these virtual, uh, flag smasher logos that, uh, that Torres would be able to pull up on his phone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually, I was interested to see what the, you know, villain or the, the group that was going to be coming into the show was and. I thought they did a good job setting that up. Um, they kind of give you a little bit of information with them, who they are, why, why they are who they are, I guess, is a good way to put it. And yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what they, they kind of get into. Cause I know we'll get a little further into them um, a little bit later into the episode when you get a little bit more action with them, but it, it was interesting to kind of see just the initial, Hey, this is a, uh, this group here, um, this is what they, you know, this is a symbol we've been we've been finding. Which it was it was funny to watch him. I was trying to figure out what he was doing with his phone while he was doing that. I was like, what, what is he like trying to? do? I thought he was like. At first, it seemed very something. rude, didn't it? It was, yeah, like, was like Sam's was talking to me. He's
2: that. like, uh, hold on, let me.
1: <laughs> I was kind of worried because I, I like that guy. Like in the initial part, I was like, I, one thing I like about Marvel is that they always kind of make. I I mean, I'm I'm assuming he's going to be somewhat in the show for a while or, you know, maybe he's only in it for a few episodes. But I did like him at the start. Um, And I like that Marvel brings in these like side characters where, you know, they're not obviously ever going to be the main portion. But you know that they're going to have an important role in the show. And they always seem to mesh really, really well immediately. You don't feel like there's any awkwardness with them coming into the MCU or the show or working with, you know, an Avenger um so i was really excited like i liked him and i was like crap i was like he's gonna get like hit or something like i really hope there isn't some weird crazy like shot coming in or you know they're just gonna start getting attacked um because i like the little back and forth he had with sam at the start when he's you know fixing up his his suit um from the damages from the fight um but yeah it, it was a it was a good start. I, I I was impressed. I was I was pretty happy with how they kind of just gave you the the small groundwork for this uh Flag Smasher team group. Um however they're going to be called throughout the show.
2: Yeah, Logan, any thoughts here on Flag Smashers and their motives? I mean, cuz later on here we get, you know, Torres going uh, you know, undercover, puts a phone in his pocket with the camera going. Uh goes to, I think, Switzerland, uh, where there's supposed to be something going down. And he even gets handed one of the Flag Smasher masks. But, uh, you know, he, he tries to put a stop to what looks to be like a robbery uh, going on there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of got that mysterious villain kind of stuff that, that goes on in, in these movies. Like Matt said, it kind of sets up that, that groundwork. Um, and just trying to understand like who they are and, and why they're pro, you know, blip, right? Like why, you know, everything that happened, they're happy about, and they're kind of mad that it's not, it's not the way that it was. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they did a really good job with that. I guess it's like a cafe or wherever they're sitting at a table right outside. Um, that's just a really good scene. Cause it, it does, it sets up like this. I mean, this group is infiltrating different networks and all sorts of different things. So it's it's got like that real kind of creepy vibe to it. Uh, honestly, it kind of, I mean, not to compare it to DC, but uh, it's kind of got like Bane's followers and stuff. It's kind of got that feel of these people mm, in the shadows yeah. that are just kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of doing as the leader says. And there's not really any. And then when you get to the actual person that, that seems to be leading, it's, it's terrifying because of how strong he is. Um, but we'll get into that as we get, I guess we got something into it, but when he's just so powerful and he kicks, um, what's the guy? I'm sorry, Torres. sorry. Yeah. Torres is his name. Uh, and he just kicks him and it goes up against that light post. It was like, Oh my Lord. So that's what it that kind of gave me those vibes was that, that, you know, dark secretive group. That's just kind of flying in the shadows.
2: Yeah. Good, good point with the flag smashers and the, you know, uh, the 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 bane followers and uh in the dark knight rises because that's uh very similar with their plan of kind of like cutting gotham off uh from yep. civilization and such yeah um so let's let's move over to uh we'll stay with sam here we'll we'll kind of get to bucky later i think but uh let's let's do all of sam first and then we'll jump over to bucky we have uh you know, Sam giving the Captain America shield, the one that uh, Steve gave him at the end of Endgame, over to a museum exhibit in the Smithsonian, Uh, you know, and and we get to see somebody. I didn't even think, I don't know if I remember John Don Cheadle was supposed to be in this or not, but there's James Rhodes, uh, you know, Rhodey, uh, you know, that makes sense because Rhodey is in the air force. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sam is working for the air force. It all just makes sense that he's there, but also he was a friend of, uh sam and a friend of you know cap and everybody um so it makes sense that he's there Uh, so i that's another good thing that marvel is able to do is just utilize those uh you know those characters but we kind of get like the museum exhibit guy saying like thank you sam like this is exactly what you're you know we need to do is put the shield away here uh and sam even makes a speech like you know the time for symbols is is over Right, like we don't need a symbol anymore, we need like people type of thing uh and uh i, I also liked his joke about how Steve knew how to like stand for like portraits, you know, like yeah. pictures and stuff um but uh, this kind of comes back and uh bites him in the butt at the end, which we'll get to. But uh, what was your thoughts here, Matt, on Sam just giving up the shield? Do you think it's too much of a reminder of Steve? You know, as he said at the end of Endgame, it feels like it's somebody else's. Steve tries to reassure Mm -hmm. him there, but it seems like Sam is going to have to take some some time before he's uh, going to come around
1: to that. Yeah, I I think. I think at the end especially going back to the end game portion of it I don't think Sam ever wanted to be Cap's replacement. I don't think he ever saw himself as ever being able to do it. He's too good of friends with him too. I just think he saw it as you did you did your job. You did your work. You fought what we needed you to fight. You've got us all back after the blip and even though you gave me this shield. This has never been mine. This was made for you. You spent years. I guess it's hard to really. I guess gauge as to how many years he fought or kind of stayed around because he goes in front in time. Or he goes forward in time, then he you know goes into the back at end game. Um, but I, I really don't. I think he did what he felt was right, and I. I think in his opinion he felt as though the world needed new heroes or needed somebody else that was not captain America, that the country, after everything that happened, it's, it's more important to honor his legacy than to try to replace, to ever replace him. Um, and if, and he was not going to be the one that even if there was an attempt or anything, or maybe he was asked and he said, "I, I, this is not something I can do. Um, he felt like honoring, someone who did so much for the country and so much for the world was the proper way to go. Um, and I think that's, that's why he did it. I, I just, I think you could kind of tell roadie was a little bit more like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I, he he seemed very iffy about it. He was like, you know, you know we'll keep in touch like it felt like Rhodey knew something else was maybe going on like hey if you give this up there's there's something else happening here and I can't really get into it with you here cuz I don't want to make a scene or I don't want any anything to happen right now um I, I think Rhodey was just a little bit iffy on him actually giving up the shield itself but i i just don't think Sam you could just see it even at the end of end game um which is odd because I know we've seen all the previews and you know he's always he's practicing with the shield so I guess we don't know what's going to happen with that yeah but he he definitely it, it's not something he wants to do he he does not want to be the one that puts on the Captain America suit and become the replacement for for um shoot what's his actual name why Steve. am I blanking on <laughs> Steve Rogers yeah I kept thinking Cam I don't know why I was thinking the <laughs> <of> name Cam <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it's not it's not what you want to do. And you could really see it in that scene. I thought that was a really good scene, too, because you could tell, I think, even from their faces and how Sam was talking and how Rhodey was talking, that they definitely weren't on the same page with it. And you were going to see why they weren't on the same page at some point in the episode.
2: Yeah, uh, Logan what I want to say before I pass this on to you is that, uh, you know, Matt brings up that maybe Sam was asked to continue. I don't think that's the case from the way that we see at the end here, but I I feel like to me, the museum almost tricked Sam a bit. What what was your take on that Logan? Because I feel like they're saying we're never going to use this again. Let's put it away for this display. But at the end of the episode, which is just probably days later, right? (laughs) Weeks later, maybe. Um, it's on somebody else's arm. So do you think this was just a way to kind of get it away from Sam?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, this is cause they know he won't step into that spot. I guess maybe they think that he, you know, because he's been so hesitant to do so and because he won't step in, they feel like, you know, I think the, the best point is uh, when Rhodey um, says to Sam, it's like, or they're talking and they say that, you know the world's broken everybody's just looking for somebody to fix it and i think that the, that's exactly what they're doing they're looking for somebody to fix this world that's you know coming back after the blip that people and they talk about how like all the allies are against each other now because they don't trust each other and everybody's got kind of their own needs and wants now because of everything that's gotten taken away from people in five, five years so they're talking about you know how broken this world is and i think that people um, just like in other superhero movies, when when one of the superheroes will go down, or um, one of these guys that you know are on the outside, like these vigilantes that are just existing, that that they need kind of like the Batman of the world, where they need somebody to be there to, if you know, they might not be the best person in the world, but they need somebody to step in and fix a world that seems to be very shattered. And that's what Cap did. Cap was able to bring a world together that was very broken and i think that was something that this whole scene sets up is that maybe they're just so desperate to find somebody to step into those shoes that cap left behind
2: so here's my thought on it and this hat comes from some comic background so we'll talk about it a bit but my thought is they don't want sam as captain america right like i don't think they would offer it to him i don't think they are worried about him stepping into the role or, like, not wanting to step into the role. I just think they don't want Sam as Captain America because, you know, let's talk about it a bit. He was a fugitive at one point because he decided to side with Steve and not the government. I feel like the government now wants somebody that's more of a soldier than Steve was, even. Somebody that's not going to question authority and somebody that they can give orders to that's going to see out those orders. No questions of if it's right or wrong. And I think that is where they couldn't even trust Sam with that because of his allegiance to the ideals that Steve upheld. Um, so, and we'll get to that in a little bit here. So, so let's, you know, he goes to Louisiana. Apparently this is where Sam is from. His sister, Sarah is struggling to keep the family fishing business going. Um, he tries to use his superhero status as a way to get a loan. And they're turned down because, one, the banks are not really lending a lot of money right now because, guess what? <laughs> all these people came out of nowhere looking for loans because all their accounts have probably been closed, right? Like, this is a real issue here. If if half of the world disappeared and are legally declared dead, other people are taking those assets And then you have, uh, you know, everybody come back and there's problems there. So I could see the bank not, you know, giving a loan here. Um, But the bank manager trying to, you know, then get a picture with Sam after that is kind of uh, exactly the world we live in, isn't it, Matt? There's so many times where I feel like people will. uh, We just had the, you know, Cam Newton having his uh, thing down in uh, his, like, Practice or whatever, and somebody was heckling them there, but I'm sure if that person uh could get a selfie of cam Newton, they would like I just feel like that's the kind of world we live in right now. It's like we'll tear you down on social media or whatever, but uh if we're if you're right in front of us, we want that picture
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i I understood I guess you know watching the scene, I was like, okay, well, I mean unfortunately, there's like between the rules and legality of certain things like he he was going by listen like no matter who you are we don't there there we just can't do it right now like you guys have no like you guys don't even have income and and such um but it was funny to see him just like take that photo with him cuz it looked like he was going to get the loan initially from just to the status cuz he was like how do I I know you from somewhere and it was like it's like Falcon, right? Or or um it was kind of fun to see him because I you know it's actually yeah, Sam does, does
2: a little like fluttering motion with his hand. <laughs> yeah, <it's> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it
1: was it was kind of nice because you you don't really see that from kind of like the I'm, I don't want to say lesser known Avengers, but he wasn't one of the ones in the limelight. Like he wasn't the original 6. You know, he he kind of was, you know, he's Steve Rogers' friend who joined in and so it was kind of nice to see someone be like, hey, that's that's Falcon. You know, that's I thought that was kind of cool just to see somebody appreciate yeah. like who he was. And we um, can't
2: really get that a lot in the movies because there's no time for it.
1: Yeah. And it's it's part of the reason why these shows are, are going to be have you know, WandaVision was really good with it. But it's nice to see more, you know, you can delve more into the character itself. So we didn't know anything really about Sam for the most part unless it was briefly talked about in Winter Soldier, which is one of the movies I haven't seen in a while. Um, But to see, you know, his sister and, you know, his... He even brings up his um, nephews at the start of the episode, how he was like, they went from babies to, you know, five years later, they're now more grown up and, you know, playing video games. So it's nice to see where they came from and what situations they have going on in their life. And I kept wondering (laughs) during those scenes like when what's going to happen next you know are we when are we going to get to see you know bucky and and sam together like is something going to happen here is he going to get a phone call um but yeah it was it was fun to see i i enjoy seeing these lesser known avengers from the main movies get some screen time and actually get some appreciation from people
2: yeah that was great um You know, the only other time we've seen anything like this is Endgame with, you know, Professor Hulk uh, in the cafe and the kids coming over to him and Ant-Man trying to, you know, get them to take his picture as well. But, yeah, you don't get uh, you don't get a lot of the other side of the superhero life or, you know, the lesser known characters being recognized. Uh, Of course, everybody knows who Cap is, but does everybody know who Falcon is? Apparently so. You know, I mean, he came in kind of late, like 2014 uh, is when Winter Soldier takes place. And then, you know, the snap happens in 2018. So he's only been around for like four years at that point. But I'm sure like all these people are, are very famous, you know, especially they're probably giving interviews after, you know, what happened or uh, the the public press releases. I mean. Somebody paused the stuff in the Smithsonian and and wrote down what some of those plaques say, and you can find some of those uh, online from what I was able to see here. Well, so um,
1: <laughs> we'll get to it in a second, but I I did the same with um because I know we're, we're talk, we'll talk about Bucky, but I did the same with Bucky's notebook. Yes, when he had the names because I wanted to see if there was any like interesting names, which there was one, and I'm sure we'll we'll get into it when we get there.
2: Yeah, and two of those names, I think, are people that worked on the show, too, at least. Yeah, so that's, that's really interesting. Um, but yeah, so his sister's, you know, boat business is, you know, it's apparently a family thing that uh, she wanted to sell the boat before the snap happened. Then, you know, Sam disappears for five years. So she kind of holds on to it for a bit and then he comes back and you think he would make a lot as a contractor for the air force. So it is a little fishy that they're not able to not no pun intended there with the fishing business, but um, you know, that they're not able to give him a loan or that uh, he's not able to fund it himself with some of this stuff. But I'm assuming, you know, it's just one of those things with the, with the five-year issue, you know, the five-year issue. And it does become an issue of, you know, like, like his sister said, well, you didn't exist for five years where would you have gotten finances from like it it is going to change the way the world operates as a whole and i think that's another way that this ties into the title of the new world order but let's move to the end of uh sam's storyline here you know torres is investigating the flag smashers there's a bank robbery in switzerland uh that guy has superhuman strength and just you know when torres tries to stop him just pretty much knocks him out steps on his face he's out like he's done uh for a time and uh then he calls uh, sam and kind of gives him an update hey like here's an update on the flag smasher situation but then we get his sister sarah telling sam to turn on the tv and we see the guy from the museum i don't know who i don't think he's actually from the museum he must be from the government and he was there at the museum opening as well uh, you know, saying about how, uh, at this time, you know, we need, you know, symbol, we need hope, all this kind of stuff. And then out comes John Walker dressed up as a Captain America type looking guy with a, uh, with the shield. Um, so, uh, it, let me just give some background for you guys here. If you don't know who John Walker is, uh, I did read this storyline. Um, Uh, you know, about a year ago, leading up when I thought this show would premiere in August, I was reading it like a year ago, uh, to prepare for it, you know, before everything happened with uh, COVID. And uh, John Walker is a replacement for Captain America in uh, like the late 80s, yeah, like the late 80s, mid 80s. So Steve gets in an argument with the government, kind of like the Sokovia Accord type thing, where they're like, we want to tell you where you can go, we want to tell you this, we want to tell you that. And Cap says, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, well, then you have to hand over your shield and your uniform, and Cap says, fine, take it. I'm not going to just take orders from you. Um, especially if they don't up, you know, uphold the the values I believe in. So they get somebody else, they get John Walker, who's like a Southern boy, he was in the military before, I believe, and and they think, okay, this guy'll just take orders. We're good, and they put him with the same superhuman, uh, you know, uh, the the super soldier serum, and uh, he becomes Cap for a you know a brief period of time in the comic book Captain America. It was following John Walker, and at times it follows Steve, like trying to move on from being Cap, and then uh, you know it gets to a point where. John Walker realizes he's being used by the government as well. And Steve, you know, is also coming back. And they kind of reconcile after a few fights that they had before. And, you know, Steve Rogers becomes Cap again. So it's a little different in the MCU because Cap is, you know, Steve is uh, old. He's like, I mean, he was already 100-something years old. But, I mean, like, he's, like, really old now, you know. <laughs> he's, he's like... uh on the verge of probably possible death in the, in the next 10 years or so. And we get, uh, you know, so so they're kind of adapting that into this. And you know, what was funny too, Flag Smasher was in that storyline as well with, with John Walker. So I do find that that's interesting. Um, but at one point afterwards, he becomes U S agent, which is like a, a, a different role he takes instead of being Captain America. Um, so I that's why I think this is where they're kind of going with it. This is going to be a guy that's probably going to take orders. He's going to do what they want. Um and he's not really going to be Captain America in the sense of the way we know Cap where, you know, Steve would stand up for what is right. Uh John Walker's going to stand up for the government. Um knowing all of that now, do you have any thoughts on that Logan?
0: um i i i think it's interesting that he's going to be somebody because at the end cap becomes even more kind of rogue when he's with um when he's with black widow like i think that he's yeah you know made his own choices and he's become more about like not necessarily what's right but what's right for you, you know the the people not necessarily himself and i think that he's very um what, how you, what, what's the word i, I guess he's selfless I, in a way like he's just so interested in what other people you know protecting other people whereas this guy it's just going to be like a puppet and i don't think sam's going to like that or any kind of legacy and once people start calling this guy captain america um, i can't imagine that's going to go very well with sam uh, or bucky once bucky figures it out too because we never did get that perspective
2: Yeah, Matt, any thoughts on what a possible, uh, now that I give you the background on John Walker, where this could go in the storyline?
1: Not too much, I guess, right now. Um, I'm just more intrigued to see more about the reactions, kind of like Logan said, like, you know, we didn't get to see Bucky's reaction. I think part of me likes to think that that's how Bucky and Sam are gonna and has to do something with with John Walker and the yeah, announcement. I, think so. I don't know if that's true or not, but like it's kind of how I felt they for it um but yeah he he just he honestly he seems exactly what you said, like he's not gonna be cap in the sense of what do I feel is the right thing for a human in America to do and, you know have that the the word for it i will, like the goal like his moral compass is i felt like cap's moral compass was really high like he he had like the like gold standard of it when he determined what he was going to do
2: even yeah, though it's always
1: it pointing north he, yeah yeah like he even if it was fighting like he fought for a reason whereas this guy is just going to be a, a government puppet like fight this guy fight this guy and i i kind of hope there I, I don't know if there will be but i kind of hope there's like a, a one-on-one two-on-one type of battle against him. i don't know i just hit his face bothered me when i saw him at the <laughs> end i was like i hate that i was like it, it was something about it i was just like i don't like it um but yeah some I, people I, some people photoshopped the
2: captain america helmet you know like mask onto carl from up and it does look the same uh because of his <laughs> it just his nose down is very similar Ugh. i don't know if they just couldn't fit the mask right on on wyatt russell who plays john walker or
1: or what he Seems but, familiar
2: yeah i'm oh, not really russell. sure but uh yeah he's been in some things i don't know what i know him from so let's go let's get the bucky then um Oh, I
1: am ready to talk about Sebastian Stan. Of course you are.
2: Bucky opens up in, you know, government mandated therapy after being pardoned. Uh, he's, he had a nightmare. He woke up watching, uh, a great soccer match on his TV. I, everybody, I, soccer Twitter was trying to pause it and see which game he was watching. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. Uh, but, um. You know, he's, uh, he's, the next day then he's in his therapy and his therapist is like, yeah, are you still having the nightmares? And he kind of brushes it off and she can tell when he's lying. And she also mentions that he hasn't been answering phone calls from Sam or text messages from Sam. So it seems like Sam is trying to reach out to him for, uh, some reason. Um, we know that they didn't get along super great before everything, you know, like during Winter Soldier and Civil War, you know, but, uh, Seems like they've made amends. um, And, uh, you know, he, she explains that he's supposed to be making amends, right? Like, he said he made amends with, with somebody. And uh, he did it eh, kind of in a way she didn't want him to. <laughs> with the person in the car, you know, like, hacking their car, making it drive around, scaring them. Uh, His
1: face when he, like, tells her, like, I'm making a am- mint. here's he's like said something about how he's like making amends, he just like does that little smile, yeah, and yeah, then he just like walks away. Oh, yeah, nobody that.
2: got hurt, and he's like, you see it like crunching the guy's hand as he pushes his hand through the window and stuff. Um, and, and that's where you get the notebook and crossing out the names, and um, and for a while, you, you think it's kind of unrelated for a bit, um, to. You know, when he's walking back down the alley, we get an older guy, you know, complaining that somebody's putting trash in his trash can. And he's like, yo, Yuri, you know, weren't we supposed to go to lunch, you know, every Wednesday or whatever? And uh, they go to lunch. The guy helps uh, Bucky land a date with the waitress, uh, bartender, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, I guess. And uh, we do learn... That uh, you know, Yuri's son was killed. His son RJ was killed with no explanation, and you know this is tying into the nightmare he had, where as the Winter Soldier, when he was brainwashed, he killed Yuri's son RJ. Um, for I, I guess we don't really know why. Uh, we'll probably get more of that in the background, but um, and, and that you know. Bucky is taking this guy to lunch every Wednesday because he's trying to come up with a way to tell the guy so he can make amends. And he just keeps, you know, chickening out every every time he takes him. And uh, when he's on this date, you know, the woman mentions Yuri's son again, and uh, it makes him leave the date, and he's going back to Yuri's place, and he's, he's going to tell him. But then he sees, like, you know, kind of like the candlelight vigil, uh, you know the, the the pictures of R.J. on the mantle with candles, and you know instead he just says, "I'm here to pay you back for lunch," and walks away. So uh, it's a it's a very different story, and it's something that I'm I'm happy they're exploring here with uh, Bucky Matt. You know, like he was brainwashed, but he still remembers doing those things, and we're kind of getting that path of redemption for Bucky.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see how they progress with Bucky's story or how much detail they go into it. Um, That was something I was excited about with the show because we don't don't really know a lot. Again, same with Sam. I mean, we know bits and pieces. We know Bucky, you know, obviously was friends with Steve Rogers. You know, he gets brainwashed, becomes an assassin. And, you know, he just kind of goes back and forth between brainwashed and, you know, friends with Steve and then he finally gets some peace when he goes to Wakanda um, only to have to fight again in Infinity War so it, it'll be fun to see what his progression is I, I thought the funniest line was when he's on the date and she's like how old are you and he says like 106 and he's yeah. serious but like he kind of like laughs it off but yeah. <laughs> you could tell me he was like no I'm really 106 years old like and there's just so much we don't know about him so it is nice to see What he's trying to do, he's trying to make amends, and he's very. I guess it's like he he never really got the same. It felt like he never got the same chances as Steve. Like the moment he got brainwashed, he had to live. And as far as we know, he had to live through all of that. Like he had to, whether or not you know, he obviously remembers majority of it, if not all of it. But the amount that he had to live through, while Steve kind of like slept through it all, and then he came back, and he was just still kind of fighting for the the good of the the you know, world good, good of the United States. Whereas Bucky was just like this brainwashed assassin who had to do all these awful things and didn't leave, didn't leave his head. So now this is Bucky's chance post, you know, in game, you know, Steve got to go back in time and get to relive everything he wanted to, that he couldn't when he went into the ice. Whereas now Bucky's I feel like Bucky's trying to get somewhat like that. Like he wants to try to find a way to live his life, Peacefully again, and to the same extent where Steve went back in time and you know got to be with Peggy Carter. Um, I, I, I just think that's what Bucky wants. He wants to figure out how to move on and uh, try to have somewhat normal of a life at some point. And hopefully, this show shows him getting there.
2: Yeah, thank goodness he got a haircut too. Um, kind of over the winter yeah, soldier it looks, hair there. He <laughs> looks
1: fantastic
2: uh logan your uh your thoughts on the bucky storyline here
0: yeah so i i really enjoy this because it it is interesting because and, and both of them uh you know sam and bucky are going through this world without cap that they've you know they've been just kind of following cap along on cap's journey and without cap they're both trying to now figure out you know they're so disconnected and alienated from different people that they they really don't know how to get back into life and bucky's is even worse because if you really think about it and, and when he's fighting in world war ii he's young and then you know he's only 18 19 or however old he was um really young so when he when he goes into the war he hasn't had much of a life outside of schooling and everything else then he goes to war he's taken by the enemies he's like matt said turned into this just assassin that has no clue of anything that's uh, morally right um And is just interested in wiping people out because he's an enemy or, you know, he's kind of like a weapon. Um, And and then when he gets back to, you know, I think he's one hundred and six or something like that, they mentioned. um, And he's talking to the therapist. And there's a point that I found that was really interesting when the therapist just kind of reiterates to Bucky that he kind of just goes, "You're, you're free. And then Bucky goes, well, to do what? Cause he has no idea. Cause then when he is normal and not brainwashed, he's in Wakanda and he's got something to do. He's helping them. He's getting back to being Bucky. He's trying to figure himself out, but then, you know, that's not really, it. he's working. I mean, when, you, when we see him in the different uh, movies that he shows up and he's working in Wakanda or he's working on becoming Bucky again and he's trying to improve himself. But now that he's got all that clear, now is the first time where he's really trying to figure stuff out. And you see that with that awkwardness that he has, um, just, you know, trying to get a date or trying to interact with people. He just doesn't know how to do it. And I think that's something that, that really is interesting. I love that line when he's like, to do what? I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm, I'm so lost and all I can do yeah. is make amends. He's
2: been a soldier his whole life. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, and he just wants to rest. <laughs> he doesn't want to be a soldier anymore, but he doesn't know what else to do, right? It's all he was really trained for. Um, and now he's got the metal arm, you know? So it was interesting watching him right. with, like, the glove on his hand and, you know, always having to wear long sleeves and such as well. Um, yeah, uh, one thing I did want to say, I saw a complaint online that it was too much of a coincidence that he happened to bump into... Yori, uh to uh make you know and that this is the guy he uh whose sons he killed i I do want to just mention for anybody worried about that that it's not a coincidence he's purposely seeking out these amends amends to make amends so he he's been reaching out to Yori, and the only reason they're going to lunch every time is because he wants to tell them and he just never does
1: it's sometimes those people who have all those theories, I feel like they don't, like, really watch... Do they not watch the show? No.
2: They they don't, or they they don't pay it t- much attention. Like, I, I just saw a post saying how Falcon and Winter Soldier can introduce the X-Men. I'm like, did you not learn
1: from WandaVision? Like, I, I'm like, they're all fun and games, but, like, the fact that... The, I I didn't see that, but, like, the fact that somebody sat there and was like, why is he with this guy? Like, did you... Like that's the main thing you learned about Bucky in the entire episode. <laughs> exactly. Like is that like did the is the only thing you paid attention to is him playing Battleship with the attractive female character that he was like somewhat interested in? Like mean, that that's Yeah, that's they were what it trying felt to like, say they were trying to is. say it was
2: bad writing because of the coincidences. And I I answered them on Reddit and I said it's not a coincidence. <laughs> it's because he's making amends. <laughs> oh. <all> <laughs> uh missed the point. Uh whoosh you know over I the thought? head.
0: You know what I thought? I thought it was really weird that uh, War Machine showed up. Like, what the hell is he
1: doing there? I'm so confused. <laughs> what a
2: coincidence, right? <laughs>
0: I didn't know John Sheetal was yeah. in the Marvel.
1: You're, <laughs> like, sitting there going, why, why, it's not Terrence Howard? Like, I swear, when yeah. I watched Iron Man... He said die? next so- time, baby. <laughs> Cap died? What? I will, I, like, I think... I know it's still going to happen and it's going to, you know, pop up. I see them all over TikTok. But with, um, with this show, I, I like to think there's not going to be as much theorizing because this show feels Same. more Marvel action based. Like you already know who the, the big villain group is. You already kind of know like where Bucky, are, where Bucky is and what he's doing. You kind of have a little bit with, with Sam and you know that obviously he's going to have a big issue with um, new cap uh, what was his name? Johnny Walker? Why do I have John forget Walker? Things? Yeah, not the John not, not Johnny Walker. The alcohol. Yeah, Johnny Walker time. sounded <laughs> <laughs> I like Johnny Walker. Um, but I like I, I like to think that that's what this show is going to be. It's not going to be some big theorized show. It's going to be you know six mini Marvel movies that we can sit there. it will have the you know bits and pieces of comedy. It's going to have good storyline. It's going to have bits and pieces where we learn a lot more about characters we didn't know a lot about. And that's what's exciting about this show. And I loved WandaVision. I loved all the theorizing because it did feel like that show was very, if you miss one piece of information, you might not get something out of the show. But this one feels a lot more, for it being big into action, it feels a little bit more relaxed on the like mental aspect of it. Like We don't have to think too much. We get to just sit there and enjoy the development of two characters that I I feel like a lot of people like, I don't, I haven't heard many people hate Bucky or Sam.
2: Yeah. I, I, I can see why this was supposed to be the one that kicks off the, you know, the TV shows on Disney plus, um, trying to ease people. in. I think what happened with WandaVision is that there was some people who, you know, they know that it connects to multiverse of madness. So they were pitching every wacky multiverse idea they had. Um, thinking this will make sense when they, you know, when you get to Dr. Strange too. And it's just not what the story was in WandaVision. And with this, like you said, it's going to be a little bit more basic. It's going to be a little bit more like Winter Soldier, Civil War type. This is kind of where it feels like it fits in, right? Is that type of style, that type of look. And while those movies had some twists and turns and stuff, I don't think, you know, any of these are going to be – um where where you're having a th- you know we already know the flag smashers are the terrorist group you know we already know that uh john walker's now the new cap and there's nothing to really guess about uh so far there might be later but i don't think it'll ever be people being like i mean i don't know why anybody would think the x men would get introduced in this Anyway, but I don't think anything like that's going to really be a lot of people's theories because people were trying to think that with WandaVision because of the old Pietro thing and everything. But um, yeah, hopefully people at this don't get their hopes up too much uh, and just enjoy the ride. Just enjoy. It's only six episodes. We only got five more of these. Uh, So um, any other last thoughts on this? Uh, Maybe where you want to see this go, Logan?
0: Yeah, I want to see this go right into Captain America being a No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I I honestly, like Matt said, I think it's like it, they're breaking it up into like a movie. Like it, it's a longer movie. And it, you know, each little episode does feel like its own little movie. Like the first one definitely did. I felt like I got enough out of it to be like, oh, yeah, that was really good. Um, yeah, 50 minutes. Yeah, it was solid. And I, you know, I. With this, I hope that they, obviously, I can't wait for the two to link up. I think that's what everybody was excited about. And I think because maybe the first episode, it didn't. It was, I read a couple of people recently that, that were saying that had seen it, you know, a couple of days before where they were like, oh, well, you know, the first episode's not as good because we were expecting them to be. I'm like, give it time. It's got five more episodes. Um, and it sounds like they're getting closer and closer to me. I, I mean, I'm assuming that this whole Johnny Walker thing, Johnny Walker, John Walker thing, um, <laughs> Thanks, Matt, uh, is uh, you know, linking <laughs> is linking the two together. I think that this whole thing the with Walker stepping in his cap finally gets or, uh, about calling Sebastian Stan uh, Bucky um, out of his kind of phase with with Sam yeah. and he, he reaches out to Sam and says, hey, this isn't we both know Cap and we know his legacy. This can't this isn't something that can happen.
2: Yeah, I definitely think this is going to be what, you know, gets them together. Um, And and I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what happens. We do know that as well that Baron Zemo from Civil War is going to be in this series as well. So that's going to probably pull them together along with the Flag Smashers. I mean, we got some stuff to still get to here. This was all set up, you know. Um, But I feel like at the end here with the cap reveal that we are ready to... uh, yeah, I think a lot of the setup in that regard is done, and we're gonna maybe by mid episode next time, hopefully have these two together. Um, but yeah, so we'll 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 wrap it up there. Um, you know, we don't want to go too long. It's not too much uh, to kind of dive into yet here. Uh, but if you want to email us at all with your thoughts, Marvel Plus Recaps at Gmail dot com. Twitter is at T O Infinity Saga. And facebook.com slash saga beyond. And I just want to thank Logan and Matt for jumping on here. And we will catch you all next time.